Hi, everybody. We'll just wait for Liz to join us. Sorry, apparently the link has expired. I'll just get Nicola to resend it to Liz. Hi, Liz. Sorry about the technical issue. No problem at all. How are you, Ben? Very good. Very good. Look, thanks and welcome, Liz, and welcome, everybody. Thanks for making the time to join us on today's webinar. Um, we're going to be discussing revitalising your digital strategy in your business um, with Liz Ward from Navi Digital, who's our very special guest today. Um, we've got half an hour, so I'll kick off with a bit of an introduction to Liz, but before we do, if you've got any questions for Liz during the webinar, please put them in the Q&A section that you'll see a button for below, um, and we'll try and get to as many of those questions as we can further on in the webinar. So our guest today has 25 years experience specialising in business strategy, marketing and technology. She's a digital strategist known for her work in building capability in small businesses through strategic projects and innovative training and mentoring approaches that is, she has formulated and led. Liz is the co-founder of the world-leading online platform navi.com.au and Navi Digital is a government-backed project that uses intelligent and engaging approaches to build the confidence and capabilities of small businesses to adapt to changing technology. So welcome, Liz. That's quite a resume. Um, and thanks for giving us your valuable time to have a chat with the, um, the members today. My absolute pleasure, Ben. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Um, well, look, Liz, we might start off with some of the consumer and digital trends that you're seeing in 2022 to set the scene for our members around what the opportunity looks like for small businesses who better engage with their customers digitally. I know you've prepared a presentation for members, so I'm just going to bring that up. I won't be a moment. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, just by way of introduction to the, the presentation, it's a compilation of what we think are the key insights and some of the numbers that support those um, with kind of where consumers are at with their use of digital. Um, and so it's, it's a good place to start for people when they're thinking about their business and that, that journey of technology adoption and, and you know, really being able to keep pace with their customers. Oh, fantastic. Now, I'll just check. You can see that um, slideshow yes. okay, Liz. Fantastic. Yep. I'll, Perfect. I'll start running through it for you then. Yeah, thank you. So great. I'll let you kick off. Yeah, great. Well, if you'd like to click through, that's great. So we'll we'll have a look at the trends and then, Ben, I think you've got some questions. We can sort of unpack that a little bit with what the opportunities might be. Um, what, we've, what this story is that I'm about to tell you is based on the fact that we've seen a lot of change. We know that the world of technology and digital has been 
been a very fast moving, changing world. But since COVID, um, it's ramped up even more. And so what we see is that everybody's customers, no matter what industry you are in, um, have become much more digitally savvy. So yes, Australians do spend an inordinate amount of time attached to their phones. We know that. We're Who's counting 85 times a day? I don't know, are we? I don't know, it could be 500 at this rate. But um, there's a really telling stat. I really think this has got an awful lot of um, uh, credibility to it coming from Australia Post, who saw this incredible growth in online purchasing. So in the first year of COVID, they saw a year on year growth of over 23% of online purchasing over the previous year, which was just in a market increase. And we can all understand that growth, given that people were in lockdown and needed to find other mechanisms to be able to get essential and also entertaining and, and, and fun consumables as well. Um, and if you just click for the, the next point there, Ben, just... Um, the, the, the leading generation that kind of really provided that uplift in the stats was what PayPal called the silver tech generation. So people aged between 50 and 75, who for the first time ever had the um, impetus and the confidence to actually purchase online. So if you're thinking about, well, who's my target market and have they really been affected? Um, well, probably they have. And particularly if they're, they're in that older age group, then they've become... Um, confident with online purchasing and using websites and putting their credit card into a website to be able to purchase. And um, therefore, that means that they're now a changed consumer to what they were previously. Yeah, that's really interesting because they're obviously a core demographic of our members. I would have thought so, yeah. Yes, yeah, that's right. What this has led to naturally is that consumers demand improved online customer experience um, because they're now, this is a standard way for them to purchase those items. And so they expect that they're going to get good customer service. And Salesforce reports that 66% of customers surveyed expect brands or businesses to understand their needs and expectations. So there's an expectation that there's some kind of personalized service coming through online. If you could just keep clicking for me. And um, uh, most businesses say, and you might not have thought of this before, or if you have, you might think it's not really an option for me, that having a live chat web widget on your website, so where I can come in and message you and ask a question, 79% of business owners say that having this kind of functionality on their website, it's got a positive impact on their sales and revenue and customer loyalty. And um, if it, even if you think about Facebook Messenger, and I'm sure now for those of you who have a Facebook page for your um, business, um, uh, you would be receiving messages on it because people just don't want to pick up the phone or send you an email. They want an instant reply. Um, they just become more conditioned to that. They can go to many big business websites, their bank website, Optus, Telstra, use a live chat. It may not be the best experience in the world. Sometimes it's better than others, but it's what they're used to. And Facebook messages through COVID, along with online shopping, along with people's ability to use a QR code, which they'd never heard of before, um, Facebook messages are now at 10 billion a day sent between people and businesses, which is just a month, sorry, which is just remarkable, isn't it? 
That's really interesting because yeah. I think, you know, for a lot of our members, they don't have websites, but the majority of them do use social media. And so mm -hmm. I, I guess encouraging in your posts on social media for them to message you directly if they're interested in something or want help with something is another way of, I guess, having that live chat. That's it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you can pick up that Facebook widget. We'll talk about this when we unpack some of the opportunities and put it on your website as a solution anyway. Oh, fantastic. Okay, that's so there's another option. Yeah, that's right. Um, social uh, social capabilities by consumers continues to grow. So you might be interested to know that the top three social media platforms um, are Facebook and then Facebook Messenger and then Instagram. And of course, the new newly branded Facebook Meta um, is uh, the owner of both both Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp. Um, Instagram gets four times more engagement than Facebook. So what we've seen is a levelling out. I've been watching the stats of the population of Facebook in Australia for the last three or four years, and they really they've stopped growing. Um, but Instagram continues to grow and Instagram gets more engagement. Um, in last year, the CEO of Instagram said that Instagram's no longer a photo sharing app. It's now positioning itself as a video and messaging app. So once again, that interaction between people and people and businesses and this increased use of video is phenomenal across Instagram. And I want to talk a little bit about that with your audience, Ben, just about some ideas on, you know, and why it's so essential in business for marketing and sales. Fantastic. Um, which we're about to do, talk about okay. engaging video. <laughs> so 68% um, of marketers say that video has better return on investment than Google ads. It's just so much more engaging. Like if you're struggling to get a message across through email marketing or you're just always posting still images, you try inserting a video there and watch the difference in the number of people who will click on it. YouTube has the best return on investment for video content, followed by Facebook and Instagram. And then um, lastly, the point I want to make, and this is another, all of these things have ramped up through COVID, is um, that one of the, the great things that we, we still know is that if we personalise our offers to our customers, and it's really got genuine value to them personally, that it resonates with them. Now, you may be aware, and you may have done this yourselves, that during COVID, you might have cleaned up your subscriptions. You're sick of getting those 500 emails a month that you're constantly sending into your promotions folder. However, the ones you've kept are the ones that you really value. And when you use email marketing well and you do a really personalised approach to somebody, the cut-through rate is pretty good, the click-through rate. So they were just kind of five key things I wanted to share that I think sort of tell us a bit of a story, therefore, of what we can be looking at to use digital marketing platforms and tools well in our business to have a sustainable business. Fantastic. And just, just on this point here, because I, I, I have no idea of, of who I'm speaking to um, in the, this webinar in terms of your level of capability and confidence with digital and how well you've implemented digital technology into your retail sales environment now and you're into your business. But um, I, the, the majority 
Majority of small to medium businesses in Australia are struggling to keep pace with consumers and digital adoption. This data is from us and we do digital engagement health checks across businesses. And so we're able to look at their website, how well optimised they are in Google for search, their online reputation, Facebook, Instagram, and um, score them across those areas and go quite deeply into, into the analysis we do. But this is the top level score. And you can see that the average total on 800 small to medium medium-sized businesses in Australia out of a score of 100 is only 38%. Um, they rank best for their website at almost 50%. Um, search only 41, online reputation, which should be at 100%, um, at 38%, Facebook 40 and Instagram 31. So the message I want to say here is that I it's a, there's a high expectation by consumers on businesses to be able to meet their needs and keep pace. But we know as, as small business and medium business owners that it is hard to keep pace because there's a lot that you have to do. And so I don't want you guys to feel, oh, we've got to be doing so many things. Um, it's about a journey, a continual journey. And so maybe we can discuss some of those things. That people yeah, no, that's really interesting, Liz. And I, I mean, obviously, you've worked with hundreds of small businesses who are trying to better engage online and, and use these smart digital tools. I guess what we find with our members is that often it's not, they don't know where to start. Um, that's the biggest barrier to engaging customers online, I think, is, is like, you know, which tools do we use? How far do we go? And look, we all know the world's changing rapidly, um, but I'm keen to understand what strikes you as the most fundamental aspects of good digital retailing. And I'm keen to, um, I suppose, for you to, to give us some tips on what members should be looking at to get right first um, when stepping off on this, this journey, if you like. Yeah, that's right. And I like that approach. I think you've got to take a prioritised approach. Um, and I think if what what we're seeing now, as, we're, as our understanding of how to use digital for um, marketing and sales has, it continues to improve and develop. I think one of the best things we can do strategically and to prioritise what we can do is to think about good customer service. If we translate our ideas about good customer service and what actually creates loyalty with our customers, if we take those same concepts and take them to the online environment, then that's a great place to start with revitalising our digital strategy. So it's not so necessarily thinking we, about the tools, it's thinking about the customer experience first and working from correct. there. Yep. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the first things, so just in preparation for thinking, how do I leave some messages that are simple and um, people can really kind of take them away? One of the first things is to think about you want to make it really easy for your ideal customer to be able to find you and to make it super clear about what it is you offer to, to them and to, 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 you know, that group of people. And so that's where we talk about online presence. And some of the most fundamental areas that you will look at there is you will, um, if you haven't done it recently, you will um, update your Google profile. It used to be called Google My Business. They're now changing the name to Google Profile because that is your free listing on Google that for local searches, if I live in the vicinity of your 
um, business and I'm looking for a great, you know, um, gifts and birthday cards um, for uh, in, in Dalesford um, or near Dalesford and I'm on the road driving around, that Google My Business listing is essential that it is up to date and it's got great images and you're responding to reviews, your online reputation is really being taken care of there. So it's essential and it contributes in those local searches to about 30% of your search engine results. Of course, the other thing then is that you have a good website that backs that up. Um, and that your address for Google My Business and Google Maps is consistent across all of those locations. The and second area, sorry, you go. I was just going to say, it's interesting, like when we did some customer research um, a, a year or so ago, 37% um, of customers um, made a decision to go into our member stores basically when they walked past. And so this is the digital equivalent, I guess, is, is making sure that you've got um, a presence electronically so that you can actually make that choice. Oh, that's right. And if you've got that set up properly, because maybe they think you're a news agency, yet you specialise in amazing artwork material or something quite specific. Could be you could have a great florist at the back of the store. They don't know that just by walking past necessarily, or they don't think that before they do that search online. Um, so that's why it's so important to open up what you're doing to your target market. Yeah. The second area is around engaging. So this is where you really think good customer service. If they really want to speak with you through an, through Facebook Messenger, then make that easy for them and use it as a me mechanism to prompt a conversation. I've just been spending some time with a local business where I am today and they, um, they were just setting up their Facebook Messenger um, frequently asked questions and auto responses because when I, they go to, when I go to their Facebook page, they can have some frequently asked questions there in the messenger. I'm about to message them and ask them a question. Up comes some prompts. Gets me thinking about, oh, I didn't realise they do that. Okay, or it just makes it easier to engage with them and it can spit back an automatic response then with a button or a link to something that helps create that user journey and keep them going with us. Um, so you can do that equivalent with a live chat on your website as well, which we certainly do for our business. It's essential um, for us. Or you can implement the Facebook widget, Messenger widget. The next one is around social. So we know that Facebook and Instagram for consumers are the number one platforms. And in Australia, we really need to be operating in both. And I know that that can be a big ask for small businesses who are so busy with their operations, but at a minimum, you need to be looking after those accounts and um, making sure that your Facebook page, your Instagram bio is really clear about what you offer and that it's optimised in the best way for people searching in Instagram. And don't forget about YouTube as well. So YouTube, even though it's not strictly a social channel, it's an enormous content platform. And if you, I'd love you to be creating some video and putting it up onto a free branded YouTube channel and using video across your social channels as well. And then lastly, it's about, we've talked about kind of marketing and communications, customer engagement, but really think about that sales conversion. Um, so we want people, if, if you've got to put invested all that time of yours 
um, into setting up a good online presence and getting them onto your website. We want them to be able to do something on the website. So people have come to expect that they're on a journey, they can click on something. So we want that sales journey on your website to be really easy, that you have something to buy on the website or to order from them on the website and you've got that good little store in there at a minimum for them to do that um, because people want to take action when they're on a website. They don't want it to be a dead end. So that could be an online shopping cart. It could be sign up for a VIP club that you're offering where you send them emails with, with great valuable information. Well, thanks for that, Liz. I might just stop our sharing. I've got a few more questions for you. Um, got you back again. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess um, sometimes small businesses are sort of prone to thinking that you need to make a big investment, um, and, you know, develop a whole e-commerce platform with every product, every SKU in your store on it, and that that's going to take a lot of work. Um, can you share some examples or insights with us around what does success look like on this journey? Like, you know, what's success, you know, three months in, six months in, 12 months in look like for your average small business? I, I think that, you know, getting that online presence right first and the online reputation is absolutely essential because no amount, like they go looking for something that you offer in Google and they see a less than good online reputation, you know, maybe three stars or even under four stars, they're going to question your ability to um, provide the kind of customer service and experience that they're looking for. So that is really essential is to work on that online reputation and get that online presence of um, your accounts in good shape, like you Google my business, your Facebook page, Instagram account bio and your website generally so that that brand awareness piece to attract people to your business, you've ticked that off. So that's really foundational. Um, then you can start to say, well, if I can attract them to me and they trust me, what do I want to do to get them to actually buy from me? Now, all of the businesses listening in, I'd imagine, will have different business models and won't all be looking to have, it may not be appropriate for them to have a full online shop on their website. That may not be the business they want to be in. Um, but if it is, that's great. And then they can have a global audience for what they're buying potentially. It doesn't have to be a local audience. And so then that does require... Um, a right-sized e-commerce strategy mm. that they do have the online shopping facility and everything is set up well and search optimised. Um, and, you know, we've really thought about the sales funnel. However, if you're not that business but you just want people to know what you offer and attract them into your store and maybe to sign up for a, a regular newsletter from you about what you're doing, then you just pay attention to those aspects on your website and make sure that they're working for you. So you don't try to do something that doesn't work for your business model. Yep. So putting in a good, simple website even if it is a Wix or Squarespace website that profiles your business in the best possible light and shows what it is that you specialise in and includes some testimonials, um, really easy to find directions about, about how to find you, um, a bit of backstory about people who work in the business. You yep. know, these things that, and allow them to take some action 
whether it is to message you or join that subscription so that they can stay up to date, give them some action they can take on the website. Terrific. Um, and I guess my next question is just leading on from that is, you know, simple and practical tools and techniques are the heart of any good business strategy. And um, if you're going to succeed, you, you know, what um, should members be looking at putting together a plan like, you know, in the first three months, I'm going to, um, you know, make sure that my, uh, my presence can be found. I've got a digital storefront, like you said, about like a, a Weebly page or just a simple um, website. I'm going to get that up and running. Um, and then I'm going to strategize around um, e-commerce and how I take that next step. Is that sort of the way people should approach it? Yeah, we, um, we, we are able to tell you that, well, I'm able to tell you that based on hundreds of businesses asking questions about what they need help with when it comes to um, using digital better in their business. One of the really common things we hear, the pain point is I don't have a plan, I'm working ad hoc, I don't feel like I know where to start. And I think I'm wasting my time. Yeah, so if you put it on paper and work through that priority, um, I've got a great diagram where, you know, we've got like online reputation first, website next, you know, then, you know, all of your distribution channels like Google, then getting into email marketing, then your social media. So prioritising those things. When we do the digital engagement health checks, Ben, we take people through that and they're able to go, oh, well, I know I, I can see here, I need to work here. And just had a lady here before and she's like got big red circles around things going, that's the thing I'm targeting. So it, it sort of acts as a plan for them to work through. And you, the last thing you can do is beat yourself up for not doing it all at once. You have to work through steadily with the resources that you have. And it's layer upon layer in terms of confidence building and um, getting that digital acumen inside of your business. Terrific. Just a quick reminder for everybody, if you've got any questions, just pop them on the Q&A section down below and we'll come to those in just a minute. Um, Liz, I just want to talk quickly about your business. Um, and I know part of what your business does is to analyse each small business that you actually work with and to find gaps and then to report on those with directions on what they can do. Um, can you tell us a bit more about that process and how it works? Yeah, sure. We developed what we call the Digital Engagement Health Check. It was essentially a very nice Excel spreadsheet in 2016. Um, it is now a really uh, nicely um, developed system that looks at where we have trained assessors who go through all these things I've been talking about for your business that are all publicly available. So we're able to look at it with both your customers' eyes, but also with our digital expertise and do a review of your website across all these areas of how, you know, how appealing is it from a content perspective? Is it well-structured? Is it secure? Is it mobile friendly? Has it got the essential things that a consumer needs to be able to move through the stages of purchase from awareness through to um, making an inquiry through to actually doing a purchase. So we look at that. We look at how well um, search optimised your website is, both for local searches by region and also through to organic search by topic. It could be the area of specialisation that you're in. Um, we look at your online reputation. We look at Facebook. We look at Instagram. And all through that 
report that you get back is tips. Um, so wherever you don't get that tick for, yeah, you're doing this well, you get a nice piece of actionable advice that says why this thing is important and what you can do about it. So a lot of people who receive this report say that that's gold for them because they've got, they can actually do some things themselves and make a big difference straight away to their online presence and how people can engage with them. So that um, digital engagement health check is a signature service that we offer that is a great starting point for people and packaged up with one-on-one -on -one coaching is a great way to use it because then you're sitting with a digital expert who can actually help you do some of those things. Yep. Zone. Can walk you through that. And I don't know if members are aware, but um, there was some really great news in the federal budget that we reported on yesterday morning about support for businesses who want to invest in skills, want to invest in um, digital tools and services to expand your digital capability. And so essentially, um, members will be able to claim 120% tax deduction now on new equipment and services um, in this space. So mm -hmm. if you invest in new point of sale equipment, a computer software, digital support services, you'll be able to get that extra 20% incentive on top of a normal deduction for this. So Liz, do you see that making a, a big difference to drive more small, more small businesses to do this? Oh, I, I believe it will, Ben, because once again, another thing that we hear holds people back in business is they're worried about how much money it's going to cost them. Yes. So the fact that the government's put this out there as a budget um, statement, the fact they've started it from yesterday, that you can start yeah. buying things and claiming them, and it's going to run through to, I think, the end of, of, end of June 24, I think it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that that is a really smart thing to do. It's pushing, it's one, one, it's highlighting that these things are important, but secondly, it's giving people some financial um, reward and incentive to actually make the investment. So I think it's about getting on the journey now, start now and start working through because if you can, if you can invest some, you're investing your time, but some money in building that capability in your business, you can keep layering it up and improving over the next couple of years. Mm, mm. No, I thought it was a really good initiative and uh, just good timing for our chat today, I think. Oh, um, so we, before we move on to any, if anybody's got any member questions, um, do you have any other insights or anything you'd like to leave the members with? I think it's been a really fascinating chat so far um, about some of those opportunities and how it can be a bit, a bit simpler than probably it, 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 um, most people perceive it to be. Well, it's definitely, uh, it's probably more of a sum up than anything that it is about getting on a journey and doing the fundamentals and then adding to those. Because without the fundamentals in place of that good online presence, you're kind of throwing good money away. Like I cannot tell you the number of people who tell me that they've paid for Google ads over the years, yet you go through their online presence. They really weren't ready to receive those leads yeah, okay. their website, they would have really been wasting it because they didn't have a good website. They didn't have the the, the um, landing page optimised. And they hadn't done their general search engine optimization on the organic stuff. So it's like, why are you going to ads when the, the foundations of the house aren't built yet? Mm. So I think it's about starting with the foundations and um, to see it as an ongoing journey. And that's the thing with web 
websites, for example, even if it's a simple website, we don't leave them completely untouched. You've got to keep just, you know, updating and making sure they're a genuine current reflection of what you offer. And that's going to help you with your online presence if you're doing that. So, so it is part of business now is looking after these sales and marketing platforms. It's not something we set and forget. We've got to see it as part of how we continue to have a healthy business. Mm, no, exactly right. Um, it looks like we haven't got any questions and we're just a couple of minutes over our half an hour. So um, I think we might finish it up there, but it's been fantastic, Liz. Um, it's been great to talk to you and some really good insights. And I hope you'll join us again and we can dig a little bit deeper into this topic because it's just, it's such a relevant one. Um, and we're going to be sharing some information about Liz and her business, um, Navi Digital, um, in the channel and also in our e-newsletters coming up. So there'll be some more information for members um, there. And to everyone who's joined us today, a, a quick um, apologies that we had to um, had to reschedule this, um, this webinar because I was sick. Um, but thanks for everybody for your understanding and really appreciate everybody who's managed to get on today and obviously for all of those who will watch it um, afterwards in the newsletter. So um, thanks for your time and stay safe. Likewise. Thank you, everyone. Thanks very much for having me, Ben. Thanks, Liz.